Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. You've joined us for a very special episode. This is the National Taco Day episode of Taco the Town. And I've got a very special guest joining us today for the National Taco Day episode. You know, a lot of people have been stopping me lately when I'm out on the town, you know, grabbing a bite to eat, washing my car, going for a jog in the park, shopping for groceries, picking up a latte, shopping for socks at Target, taking my pet ferrets to the vet, getting my hair cut, getting my car detailed, mowing my yard, picking apples from the apple orchard. They go, hey, Dave, love the podcast. That's what I get a lot of first and foremost. And then they ask me, but why tacos? Are you some kind of foodie or something? And I just laugh and (laughs) say, no, I'm not a foodie. And then they say, well, what are you, some kind of taco chef? And I say, no, I'm a terrible cook. I cannot cook much of anything, especially tacos, even though that's the first thing they teach you to make in home ec class in sixth grade. And they say, well, then why tacos? I mean, you're a filmmaker, you're an artist, you're a writer. Why make a podcast about tacos? And I just look at them and I smile and I just say simply, you know, I'm just a guy who loves tacos. Just a taco gringo here who wants to talk about what he loves. And that's what we're going to do here on Taco the Town. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at. And that place will go unmentioned until it's the right time to talk about it. So put on your parka, put on your galoshes, because we're about to go knee deep into some tacos here on Taco the Town. Today, we'll be reviewing another great Kansas City taco destination. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Before we get to this week's taco review, I'd like to introduce a new segment here on Taco the Town called Tacos in the News or The Taco Ticker. This is the segment of the show where we'll talk about any taco news that has hit the streets this week. And actually, it's been a pretty eventful week in uh, in taco times. So uh, let's get to that first story on the taco ticker. This week in taco news, it has been reported that Taco Bell is adding booze to a lot of its locations. Plans to open between 300 to 350 cantina-style locations in major cities, which will sell booze and other concoctions ranging from beer and wine to margaritas and other alcohol-infused slushies. The cantinas that serve alcohol won't have drive through windows, which is a real bummer because I always like to spark up long-lasting friendships with people that I meet in the Taco Bell drive through Also this week in Taco News, Taco Bell has introduced the Naked Egg Taco. It's a fried egg taco shell filled with crispy potatoes, bacon, and or sausage and cheese. And it costs $1.99. Also this week in Taco News, October 3rd is National Soft Taco Day. So I hope everyone celebrated. And October 4th is National Taco Day, which happens to be the day we were recording this episode. Last year, Americans ate over 4.5 billion tacos, according to the National Taco Day website. That's 490,000 miles of tacos, which could take you to the moon and back. And that's 775 million pounds 
and that equals the weight of two Empire State Buildings. That's a lot of tacos. And that's it for this week in taco news or the taco ticker. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. Today's taco destination is Mi Pueblito. It's a meat market, it's a grocery store, a bakery, and a taqueria with two Kansas City locations, 7425 Quivira Road in Shawnee, Kansas, and at 1311 Minnesota Avenue in Kansas City, Kansas. It's our guest's favorite taco place in Kansas City. Let's meet this week's guest. She's a chef, actress, TV host. She's been a stand-up comic, a model. She hosted the web series called Barbecue Web TV, as well as wiredbarbecue.com. And she was featured on the Travel Channel show Underground Barbecue Challenge, where her team was the Kansas City champion and ended up winning $10,000 for their original style of Peruvian barbecue. Welcome to Taco the Town, Sarah Calderon. Hi, thank you for having me. This is a great topic because tacos are my favorite thing. Me too. Me too. First off, I want to thank you for being here on National Taco Day. I am I mean, I'm so honored that you chose me to be here on this day. Yesterday was National Soft Taco Day. <laughs> Today is National Taco, regular Taco Day. Hard taco? Hard taco. All, all taco. Yeah. All taco day. Wow. Do you usually celebrate National Taco Day? I already did, yeah, earlier today. Oh, you did? At breakfast, right when we woke up. I told all the kids, everybody hold hands. It's National Taco Day! (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool that you have a tradition like that with your kids. Mm -hmm. Next to Cinco de Mayo, National Taco Day is probably the biggest taco day of the year, wouldn't you say? I mean, I would say. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know why it's not a national holiday. I just don't know why people didn't take off work today. I don't get it. They need to take this more seriously. I agree. <laughs> now, another taco tidbit I mentioned earlier in the show. I want to get your, your your thoughts on this. Okay. Taco Bell has recently introduced an egg taco shell made out of an egg. Mm-hmm. Like egg noodles, but because like, people that are gluten. Looks like it was just fried in a pan, and maybe frozen or something. Oh, like it's, an it's, egg. It's very Frankenstein-esque. Is that something you is that something that you think you might what, what, want to introduce to your kids or your is that something you would ever eat? I'd have to fizz I'd have to visually look at it first. Is it for gluten-free? I mean is it it's for people that don't want to eat with a shell, they want to eat with an uh, egg? An egg as the shell. I'd rather just go for the lettuce as a shell. Because that would be so many like um, they, they haven't tried that yet they lettuce, should let us the shell it's like a, if they're gonna go breadless i mean eggs have so much cholesterol in them you know yeah a heart attack it's kind of like the mcgriddle did you ever have a mcgriddle yeah, yeah. didn't like that that was a heart attack too and then at taco bell they also have the chicken one. the naked chicken naked yeah. chicken uh-huh yeah. Did you ever have the thing at KFC where it was the two yes chicken because yes. you're a fried chicken they, yeah they still have that they do what's yeah. it called I forget, but they still have it. I know it is. Just have, it's on the secret It's like a menu. chicken bun. Mm-hmm. It's just chicken. It's a flap of like a chicken breast. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a patty. It's looking like a bun. Fried chicken's great. Love my fried chicken. I love my fried chicken. My buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. My tacos. Chili dogs. Mm-hmm. Cheeseburgers. Chicken burgers. Chicken fries. <laughs> nachos. Am I nachos? You sound like a nine-year-old. <laughs> 
like my macaroni and cheese. I like my mac and cheese. I want to dip it in ketchup. Okay. Tell me about when you competed in the Underground Barbecue Challenge. What was the style of barbecue that your team ended up making to win? Well, my style of barbecue is actually the original form of barbecue. People don't understand or even know that um, the word barbecue derives from the word barbacoa, which is basically cooking a meat over, meat over open fire. But barbacoa is what we would stuff tacos in back in the, you know, yesteryear. Um, before the Spanish Revolution, really, um, the barbacoa was a staple. And so what I did in the barbecue contest was I made a Spanish-style barbecue um, where I took a pork shoulder, marinated it, and rubbed it with all kinds of Spanish seasoning, like dried cilantro, um, dried ginger, dried um, coriander, using a lot of um, native herbs. And that's how I coated my pork butt. And then I took it and buried it underground. Um, just originally, like we, we, we would do with, bar- with the barbacoa. And uh, what, what I do is, is it's called a pachamanca pit. And, and, um, and Incan terms, pachamanca means earth pot. So you cook it underground uh, for a, you know, family parties, festivals or whatnot. But yeah, so that's what I did. I cooked my barbecue and it was a Latin little twist. And, um, and you had a party. What, what place did you have that party at? That Anton's. Yeah. Down here at Dan Kansas City, we've got an amazing steakhouse and um, deli. And uh, he, there's a butcher there. So half of the place is, you know, a deli and a butcher. And the other half is a restaurant. And some of the best steak in Kansas City. But uh, the way that I do smoke all of my meats is using all organic meats and that's what Anton's is known for all of their organic um, meats and vegetables and fruits and what'd you have did you have 48 hours or 24 hours 10 yeah 10 hours to cook it and uh so it's kind of time well barbecue is cooked on a slow um you know slow smoked fires just all day long um normally a good pork butt takes about 10 to 12 hours yeah um so our time was really limited Something happened. Didn't something catch on fire? Yeah. So I would use it uh, like three prong cooking systems so I could wow the judges that I had barbecue, um, barbecue in like a Spanish way by cooking it underground, but I infused the meats with the cold smoke, which is more Kansas City style. Um, But while I was cold smoking it, the barbecue caught on fire because we weren't really familiar with this pellet smoker. Uh And so it was the first time I was using it, you know, and of course television wants you to try anything beautiful. And it was a pink pig smoker. (laughs) And so of course, visually it was attractive to our audience, but had no clue how to work it. So the grease strip we didn't put on correctly and it caused a huge grease fire. So was that a big part of the show? Wasn't that like one of the dramatic go-to commercial moments? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you guys won. It was amazing. I remember being there that night. Mm-hmm. Your stuff was really good. So. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And it was a little, um, you know, the food's great, but on top of everything, and just being an artist in general, um, it was a visually beautiful. You know, I had my food was served on banana leaves. Yeah, as plates. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, they kind of went with the cult- cultural theme. Now, the taco place we'll be reviewing today is one of your favorite taco places in Kansas City. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, it's called Mi Pueblito. I mean, it's on 75th and Quivira. Um, they have a location off, I believe it's 801 Minnesota, and um, it was the original location. A little bit about uh, Kansas City tacos is um, everywhere in Kansas City, whether it be in Gladstone, North Kansas City, or 
in Johnson County, um, there's going to be a group of Latinos that all live kind of together, you know, and, and, and what, what happened here is um, a lot of people from Chihuahua, Mexico, and from Michoacan, Mexico, um, they moved to the United States about 50 years ago and settled in Argentina. And so Argentina is really infiltrated with a lot of Latinos. Well, the people where they settled, they're literally a lot of the Mexicans in, in Kansas City are either from Chihuahua or Michoacan. Um, Mexico is huge. It's like the United States, right? Huge, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so once these people settle into the city, um, now the rest of their family that's back in Mexico, all of a sudden they're like, we're going to go, you know, they're, they're like dreaming like, we're going to get old one day. We're going to settle in Shawnee. You know, like they, they want it like one day we're going to be in Shawnee, Kansas. I mean, it's their dream to come up here, you know? And so they live together. A lot of them off 75th and Cabrera. A lot of them literally live in all of these apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll see this a lot, like on 103rd Street, a lot of intersections where there's smaller um, little strip malls. You'll see these amazing little meat, carnicerias, taquerias, pinerias. You'll, you'll see these little stores some of them don't even have names yeah. but they're the best places in the world because they're the markets for the actual latinos in the right. area so that's where you need to go now taco bell whatever you know <laughs> but like my margarita is great manny's is great all of those are great those are great latinos that actually had money to open these amazing stores mm-hmm. the only difference with them and these like you know me poblito and la teresa there's is the money factor and it, but for, for me, this is beautiful. This is actually authentic and I mean, made fresh like every other hour. You know what right. I mean? I brought the chicken and I brought the beef and then I brought the barbacoa, which is right here. It's with sheep. And oh, nice. yeah, it's sheep. Um, it's like kind of like slow braised. And uh, this is normally, they didn't do, they didn't do this one here, but it's normally cooked um, underground in a hole. Uh, you know, with bay leaves and, and, and banana leaves over it. Uh, but they did this when a smoker. All right. These look great. It's time to put these tacos to the test. Well, another great thing about these, if you can see, there's no salsa. I mean, Pablito, you can buy salsa there if you want, but they do not offer it. It is not something like, I mean, would you like the green salsa? Or No, you, it, it is flat out just a lime. That's why this lime wedge is the literally just the garnishment. All right, so now you're putting the lime on all no over. Salsa. No salsa. It's just um, salsa is more of an American thing. Yep. I mean, we 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 do a lot of salsa in South America and in Mexico. Um, a lot of the southern Central American countries will um, will do uh, salsa, but they they don't put it on their tacos. They'll put it on their rice and put it on the side, but real authentic tacos all you have is uh white onion cilantro and lime juice that's it and actually in peru our salsa where i'm from in peru is just tomatoes lime juice onions cilantro and that's it and so all the other things that when you see a red salsa that's not really authentic an authentic salsa is just these three components like pico de gallo is the closest to a real authentic salsa that you'll get because there's no combination, no purees, actual chunks of just onions and tomatoes, you know? So that's why if you ever, like, you're a taco dude, stop going for the salsa, ask for the pico de gallo. Okay. You know? Thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah try. All right, let's do it. All right. Okay, so first taco I'm trying here. You're going to be trying the shredded beef. 
And it is literally garnished with just cilantro, onions, and lime juice. Mm. Right? You're right. Mm-hmm. This does not need salsa. Mm-mm. It would ruin it. It would absolutely ruin it. I mean, I don't mind slathering salsa on my Taco Bell taco to make it taste better. But, you know, this is like, this, these are great. It's just kind of like a steak. You don't use steak sauce. If you know how to cook a meat properly, you're actually cooking it in salsa. Like a, like a real good, like um, this beef, shredded beef. A lot of the times they're cooked um, kind of like a roast, you know, in yeah. a steam. But in that juice is where I would put salsa. I'd put a can of salsa in a roasting shredded beef plank, you know, as it cooks in it, but not on top of it. It's all about the way the meat's prepared. And it's slow and low, just like barbecue. This is the chicken. This is all cooked slow and low. That's why it tastes so good. It's because there's so much love that's been put into it. it. If you cook, if you ground beef in your pan in 15 minutes, get some tacos and lettuce tomatoes. Um, that's quick and easy for your kids. Everybody's used to that. But that's Tex-Mex. You know, that's quickly done. Nothing like this tastes like it was done in 15 or 20 minutes. I'm going to move on to the middle taco here. This is sheep. Braised sheep in the barbe- in, in cooked barbacoa style. This is the first time I've ever eaten sheep. <laughs> here goes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Mm, wow. Yeah, right? Interesting. Isn't it? It's like a... This is a taco of the town first. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap tacos. Well, I if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know the difference. No, it's definitely amazing. a combination of pork and chicken of a white meat, but it's got the texture of a beef. Wow. This is really good. Isn't it? It's probably my favorite one. I mean, we've been trying tacos every way my entire life. I mean, and I deep fry my tacos, which I was telling you about before, was that if you're gonna eat a taco. You're going to use corn tortilla shells, number one. Flour is great. I mean, if you can't stand the, tar- the, the corn, um, but most of the pop- problem people have with corn tacos is that they crumble. You got to know how to cook the corn tacos, the, the tortillas. Like, um, they crumble normally. They, you know, they're not, they, they're not very, uh, what do you call it, viable. And um, you just have to, like, I butter mine on both sides, and then I steam them, and they don't fall apart, and they'll do this. Deep frying is another really good way. I flash fry mine, which means that I take my cheese um, and I put it in the freezer. But I'll do, uh, I'll cook my whatever, chicken, beef, whatever I use. Um, and then I'll take shredded cheese, put it in the freezer, put it in the taco, and then um, deep fry it. But I put toothpicks in it. And then deep fry it. And then you just open it up with the shredded chicken and it's quick. It's easy. It's really tasty. It tastes like a flauta. You ever had a flauta? I'm really loving this uh, barbacoa sheep. Sheep. Probably one of the best tacos I've ever had. Right? Yeah. And there's no cheese on these, right? No, no cheese. Nothing. Is that normal? No, it's not. Um, cheese is another thing that we... I mean, Fontina cheese is very... And, it, and, you know, it depends on what kind of Mex- what part of Mexico. It really does. Because, again, um, when you're dealing with more of the northern Mexico, you're going to be dealing with more of an Americanized, like, as you're, as you're streaming into the United mm-hmm. States. Uh, the northern Mexicans, they do have a more non-authentic take on food. Um, a lot of their stuff is cheap, quick. They're very, they're very poor cult, uh, country. But right in that border town is where it's, like, really economically challenged mm-hmm. and so 
um, the food's great, but it's quick and easy and cheap. And you get closer to the southern part of Mexico when you're getting into like, you know, Central America and Honduras. And, and they're going to have a little bit more of an authentic twist, which is like this. It's pretty neat. This last taco is the chicken? Chicken. Mm-hmm. Slow cooked again. Does this have peppers on it? Mm-hmm. That one has peppers. Here goes last last taco, right? Mm. It's always a sad, <laughs> sad time. What do you say? Mm. Mi pueblito, seventy fifth and Covira. I mean, it is just. I mean, there's there's no words I can explain except for. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So you would say mm-hmm. five being the best, five golden tacos. What rating would you give Mi pueblito? I I believe that Mi pueblito, hands down five. I mean. 20 tacos, actually. This stuff's good. Something where I could continuously go every single day and be okay. Like, you, if you like tacos every day, there's something that I like. There's tacos are one of the things that I eat all the time. Uh, fried chicken is a must, like, every third day of the week. I think I have fried <laughs> chicken. But there's certain things that I have to have, and it's, um, I don't get sick of it. And that's the thing that you get, you know, you just don't get sick of it. And there's so many different options that people leave to They have the, you know, those three different options of of just for those tacos, but they have tamales, and they have uh, tortas, and menudo on Sundays. Oh, and every Tuesday and Wednesday, tacos are only a dollar. Whoa. Right? Nice. You got to find out where these, um, where these groups of Latinos are living because their entire families are literally back home just waiting to come back to, could come up to the United States and, and they all like have have made these little businesses for themselves, so they have family that can come up and work and work in these businesses. I would personally, if you're going to look for tacos in the city, I would go to these little hole in the walls. What are some other taco places in Kansas City that are in your top five? I mean, Ranchito. Uh, it's more kind of it's it's all over right now. Yeah. Um, I love Fronteras, um, Mi Pueblito, uh, La Teresa, San Antonio's, uh, Nina's. Um, and then like Manny's margaritas. I mean, there's just mm, tacos are almost like pizza. You can't go wrong. I agree. That's what I've been telling people my whole life. There's 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 these staple products that we we use in in just like pizza. There's the flour. There's the grain. You know. There's the vegetable. There's meat. It just it's just like in a lot of cultures. You know, like just in in Indian culture, they use naan. And they use cheese and they use meat. And we, you know, it's the same thing. It's just, you just can't go wrong with it. So I want to thank you for introducing me to Mi Pueblito. I just had a sheep taco for the first time in my life. And it was amazing. One of the best tacos I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, I would give Mi Pueblito 4.9 out of 5 golden tacos. Very high on my list. Got to go down and check it out in person. Do they have seating there? Uh, yeah, it okay. is. It's kind of like deli style seating. Okay. It's pretty cool. And oh, not to mention this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell more about Meat Pueblito. Um, it's a full service uh, meat market and oh, wow. just a uh, grocery store. So it's got uh, your vegetables and your produce department. Um, you have a panaria, which are all their baked goods. And a lot of Mexican baked goods are pretty interesting. Then it has a meat department that is their cases literally from one end of the store to the other. It's that big of a meat department. And then they have the little carniceria where they have the tacos, taquerias. Um, and then they have a little pinata area, which is all hanging from the ceiling. It's so oh. neat. But it is just, uh, 
it's the it's it's the grocery store for that little corner mm-hmm. where all these Hispanics from Chihuahua meet Joaquin live. Gotta get down there. Yeah, totally. Get some more sheep tacos. Mm-hmm. Once again, we were reviewing Mi Pueblito. It's a meat market, a grocery store, a bakery, a taqueria with two Kansas City locations, 7425 Quivira Road in Shawnee and 1311 Minnesota Avenue in KCK. So if you're near one of the locations and you're having a hankering for some good tacos, check it out. Let's take a quick break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Check out the latest music releases by Poster Children, Heidi Lynn Gloop, Sun Eaters, Panel Donor, and many more at lotuspool.com. Celebrating 25 years in business. At Lotus Pool Records, it's listeners first, fans next, label last. That's lotuspool.com. And now back to the podcast. Now's the time on Taco the Town where I like to ask my guests some in-depth taco questions. I like to call this segment Taco Topics. So, you know, just give me the first thing that pops into your head. Question one, what do you look for in a taco? I look for the freshness and the type of techniques, the methods that they use to cook the meat inside the taco. I think that's the most important thing. You can't just throw in, you know, ground beef that you can whip up in a few seconds. I I like to see meats that you can tell have been saturated and, and, and herbs and spices for more than like three hours. That's what I like to see. I like to see meat falling apart. And that, to me, just means that it's cooked really well and slow and low. Question two, do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hmm. Um, I'll tell you, if it's at my home, I prefer soft shell. Um, but out of the town, I love, I, I only do hard shell corn. Do you prefer hot salsa? Mild salsa or or maybe just lime? Lime. Uh, I, I do like hot salsa, though. And uh, if there's going to be anything, I, I, would, I would definitely do a pico de gallo with extra jalapenos. Question number three, what is your personal history with tacos? Um, I'm from Peru where we don't have tacos. We're an Asian country that was conquered by the Spaniards, so we don't have a whole lot of, like, a lot of Spanish influences. Um, so it was about, about eight years old when, uh, we moved to the United States and we ended up befriending a little girl whose family, uh, are the owners of Margaritas, which is a Mexican restaurant here in town. So that was my first taco. And I was very interested because we'd never had anything like it. For me, it was foreign. Being from South America, a taco was foreign. And that's when I, I was like, Wow. I first learned that there were other Hispanics besides Peruvians, you know, right, and, yeah. and, but so the culture itself is very similar to, you know, all South American Spanish culture. Yeah. It's pretty similar. Um, but that was, I remember I was fascinated by the taco. <laughs> Question number four, do you come from a taco eating family and have you been a taco fan for most of your life? Well, I guess not since you had your first taco when you were eight, but just me. I mean, literally, it's just been me because my grandparents, we never, um, we were raised by my grandparents, so uh, we never had tacos in our life. Actually, they refused to go to Mexican restaurants. And so for me, it was, it was just my special, um, well, just like a lot of cultures, I think Hispanic cultures all compete against each other. So my 
grandparents were like, mm, we're not going to go with that Mexican restaurant when we can have Peruvian food, you know? So it was kind of like, um, I would be shaming my grandmother if I fell in love with another Spanish culture food. If you know, family, Spanish families are really diehard about their culture and their, their family recipes and stuff like that. So I actually wasn't raised to taco woman. One of my family doesn't come from tacos. What's a Peruvian dish that you still eat regularly or prepare regularly? Stir fry. Uh, Peruvians, uh, like I said, a Japanese country where we have a lot of uh, uh, Japanese influences. So um, stir fry noodles and stir fry rice. It's really awesome. Peruvians um, have stir fry rice uh, and noodles, but we do put our salsa on top of it. So it's kind of like has a little twist too. Yeah. Spanish and Asian twist. Question five. When you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? <laughs> I know you said you liked fried chicken earlier. I like fried chicken, but if I'm not eating tacos, I don't really know what else there is. Um, too big in tamales? Oh, tamales. Tamales. Holy moly. Holy frijoles. <laughs> I love tamales. Um, there Again, there's another another avenue to go down because there's a million. Tamales are kind of your tacos. Yeah, oh, they are 100% so in Peru, we do have tamales. Every culture in South America has tamales. It's just one of the most inexpensive, you know, we're, we're cultures that are really, really, really poor. And so, like, it's a very inexpensive way to fill your kid's belly. And so toward, um, tamales, you know, it's just basically masa, which is corn. And then the center of it is just a little tiny bit of chicken, beef, whatever. Peruvians, we use eggs and raisins, weird Whoa. eggs and raisins uh, and olives. And then beef or chicken. So like our every tamale has its own little pulsar. Cool. Question six. When you're not eating tacos, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I'm uh, trying to figure out what next taco restaurant I'm going to hit up next. <laughs> yeah, me too. It sounds like my life. Question seven. In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm just going to say the best taco towns are where you have cities that are infiltrated with Latinos and Hispanics, especially from the Mexican culture country, the cities in Mexico. And we are a huge Latino community. I think when I first moved to the United States, my, my grade school, I was one of like three Hispanic families. And now you guys, those gringos, the white dudes. Mm -hmm. That's me. (laughs) Now you guys are the minority. Yeah. And um, so I would definitely say any of the Southern and Midwest states um, are going to have amazing tacos. And especially any of those border towns, that's where you need to go. Question eight, what are some other good taco towns you visited? Um, There's a Puerto Peñasco, which is Rocky Point. It's like south of Yuma. Um, Arizona? Yeah. Like I said, it's a border town and it is just some of the most amazing food. Um, of course, everywhere in in Arizona is, I've I there's some of the best authentic tacos in Arizona. I agree, tacos in Arizona, mm-hmm. right on the border. Mm-hmm. That's where, yeah, that's what we're saying. Um, let's see, where else? Oh, D.C. and of course New York City. I mean, we you get little, you you'll go on like in Queens and you'll see little, you know, Chihuahua and little Michoacan like this, but they'll be the entire like three blocks, and you know, so of course New York City has amazing tacos. It's kind of good. Uh, it's Queens and Brooklyn. You lived in LA for a while. Mm-hmm. There are good tacos there. Yeah, the best ones were out of white, no name truck. Just the ones that pull up. I remember there was this uh, 
I don't know if I told you this story about the corn on the cob on the stick. Uh-oh. <laughs> so when I first moved out to Los Angeles, my sister and I had no idea. We just were trying to figure out. We wanted to live in Hollywood proper. But we didn't realize we were moving into the little, little Mexico ghetto. And uh, there was just a little guy that... He was a small dude, probably about five foot tall, and he was on a large tricycle. And I'm talking like a tricycle, like the flyer one, but it was tall. <laughs> and and then he had trailed behind him was a cooler, and he had a little ding 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 ding, and he just drive around the neighborhood with this cooler on like a trailer, and it opened up, and he'd have tacos, but he would have corn on a stick, and then next to it would be just like cilantro or onions, cheese, and you could decorate your. Yeah, so that, you know, it was really interesting. And Tucker's one of the best, but the corn was just amazing. And yeah, little cities like that, that's where you find the good stuff. (laughs) Question nine, what is one of the best taco memories you've ever had in your life? Taco memories. You know, I would have to say um, I've been making my taco memories with my children. Oh, so nice. uh, we just like we do pizza, I let everybody do their own tacos. Um, we'll do, you know, just like kind of a buffet of like toppings. And I'm creating my taco because we didn't have it growing up. Right. I'm creating taco memories with my children right now. So I think that's awesome. That's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Question 10. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down someone offering you tacos. <laughs> I'm trying to think, let me rack my brain. Of all those times I said, no, taco. Yeah, like where you had to like slap it out of their hand or like throw the dish to the ground and run away. I think I worked at a Mexican restaurant one time. That happened. I'm done. <laughs> no more tacos. No more tacos. Yeah. I think, I, you know what? I did work at a Mexican restaurant. Because my friend's parents own Margarita. margaritas. She fired me. But um, <laughs> I do remember being, I'm sick of tacos. Yeah. There has been a time. See, I had to wreck my brain, okay. but I found it. I mean, we all have those times in life where you just say no more. No more. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of if I worked at a jewelry store, I'd be like, no more diamonds. <laughs> no. I said no one ever. <laughs> Question 11. What is the best taco you've ever had? Oh, I would have to say a fish taco. Oh, really? Yeah. It would be a fish taco in um, Punta Cana, Mexico. And it was right in the Caribbean. And it's just fresh fish taco. Next time we'll bring in fish tacos. Yeah. We haven't had too many of those. Oh, if you don't like here in Kansas. Landlocked. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want like freaking trout tacos. Negative. Question 12, what's your favorite song to listen to in your car when you're on your way to eat tacos? Despacito. <laughs> Slowly, softly. That's what I Despacito means slow. Despacito. Is that a new one? You don't know that song? Justin Bieber, Despacito. Ah! Anyways, this is a Spanish song. Okay. <laughs> listen to it after this. Question 13, when you're sitting down, having a quiet taco lunch all by yourself, just looking out the window, looking at the clouds in the sky, eating some tacos, what are you usually thinking about? What's been on your mind lately when you eat tacos? Mostly, I just, I just am sitting eating these tacos alone. I'm looking for somebody to eat 
tacos with me. You know, I keep hearing that people are eating tacos alone and they just want some company. Exactly. I want them to, you know, savor every morsel and bite and save the flavor just like I do. You know, so sharing would be the best thing. Yeah. Well, I hope you find somebody to eat tacos with. Maybe we can have a dating show one day where we can find other people that like tacos. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great idea. Yep. It's a whole other whole other podcast. Uh Taco date. Taco dates. Uh Uh-huh. Taco dates. Progressive taco dinners. Okay, last thing. This is the part of the show where I like to have the the guest ask me a taco question. Anything you want to ask me about my love of tacos or anything having to do with tacos? Okay. Um, Okay. All right. Have you ever eaten a taco naked? (laughs) Have I ever eaten a taco naked? You know, I've probably eaten a taco in my underwear, but I don't think I've ever eaten a taco naked before. Well, it's something you need to do now. Have you ever eaten a taco? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were down in, uh, it was like uh, in the Caribbean, it's a Playa Riviera, I think is what it was, but it was a nude beach. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I was just wondering that because I have. <laughs> that is something that I have not had a chance to do. So. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for, and thanks for me. introducing me to Cheap Tacos. Yeah. And thanks for introducing me to Mi Pueblito. Mi Pueblito. You have a plethora of taco knowledge. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here. No problem. I love it. I mean, anytime. Next time I'll bring my own. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sarah Calderon, for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Remember, if you'd like to recommend a taco place, uh, suggest a taco topic, or ask us a question, or give us a taco tip, please send us an email at tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. That's taco, T-A-C-O, thetowntopics at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, go eat some tacos.